1: And welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, June 26th edition. Hope you all had a great weekend and ready for another week of MLB DFS action for you. Got a six-game slate to break down on Monday. You can find me on Twitter at BD BD-E-N-T-R-E-K, written content, fantasy pros, baseball HQ, and Game of the Edge Fantasy on Patreon as well as all the podcasts. Uh, quick Hits, first pitch podcast, Bench with Bubba, Bubba and the Bloom, always pressing PGA DFS, all the good stuff there will be tweeted out easy to find in one spot let's talk totals on this six game slate reds orioles nine and a half brewers mets eight and a half twins braves eight and a half tigers rangers nine white Sox, angels eight and a half Nats, mariners eight you can tell by the two high totals we already know where we're going to want to go on this slate when it comes to bats let's talk pitchers first two really high priced pitchers today spencer strider 12-6 at home against the minnesota twins chance of rain on this one's keep an eye on this Strider bounced back nicely, six innings, one or nine K's in his last start for 28 points after a couple of really struggling starts. No matter how good or bad he's done run production-wise, strikeouts are always there, and you're facing the Minnesota Twins, a team who over the last three weeks striking out 31.2% of the time versus Rattie's hitting two thirty-two with a one seventy ISO. Really good spot for Spencer Strider. Tough to pay that price tag, but a great spot indeed. Uh, Luis Castillo, eleven thousand dollars at home against the Seattle Mariners. Castillo beat up by the Yankees in his last start was okay against Miami. Prior to that, was just a machine on the mound. The caveat will stay here for that price tag. We've talked about it with the Nationals. They're tricky. Seventeen percent K rate, two fifty-three average, one thirty-five ISO. He's got to be perfect to pay off this price tag. So I don't mind if you want to use Luis Castillo, just not one I'm looking to run and target on this slate. I would love to play Justin Verlander at eighty-three hundred bucks. I think he's still very tournament viable. He had seven innings, four runs, five Ks against Houston for 13 points after 20-point performance against the Yankees. He's been boomer bust all season. The reason I think he's interesting, not a lock by any means, but for tournaments, a small slate, tricky chances here. But he gets Milwaukee, and this is a struggling, struggling offense. Team striking out 27.7% of the time versus righties over the last three weeks, hitting 209 with a 142 ISO. On paper, this is a gigantic get-right spot for Justin Verlander. Plus, you're saving a bunch of cash down to eighty-three hundred bucks. So keep an eye on Verlander in tournaments if you want to roll the dice. Like I'm, I'm close to there. I'm obviously recording the night before. A lot can change when we see lineups and whatnot. But a guy like Verlander at that price point, if he could put up twenty plus points, I think he could rival the Castillo's and Striders of the world for a gigantic bit of savings, which will let you pay for the big bats we're going to want to pay for. Andrew Heaney, eight thousand is another tournament guy. We talk about him a lot lately. Because he's been in this kind of, you know high sevens, mid 8K range, like 75 last start, 84, 86, 88, 75. This is where he resides. Put up 21 points last time. It was 10, 11, 4, and then 20. This is what Andrew Heaney does because he's got tremendous strikeout upside, five or more Ks in four straight starts, but he's gone five innings in two of those four. He's given up three earned runs or less in all of them, but he just does not go deep because he had four or more walks in two of the four. If he limits the walks, the strikeouts will be there. He'll go deep enough in the game to pay off his 8K. That's the caveat. Can he limit the walks? Well, let's see how the uh, Detroit Tigers do versus left-handed pitching. And they're pesky. The Tigers are beating up on some really good pitchers of late, blowing up some DFS lineups. And then you look at the Tigers. This could be why. Against left-handed pitching, 15.7% K rate, 12.4% walk rate. That's outstanding. That is great stuff. That'll make a pitcher's day very short because they're going to run up the pitch count and very challenging. They're only hitting 205, but they have a 192 ISO. So it's not a big average, but they're hitting bombs. What's he like to do? Give up bombs. That's what he does. So two ways to take this. You can roll with Heaney in tournaments and hope he just doesn't walk guys, which is possible. Very, very possible. Or Detroit could be a contrarian stack against Andrew Heaney. This is the beauty of DFS. It's uh, the yin and the yang. No one's going to roster the Tigers bats. No one. They're going to be super low owned. So you can eat all the chalk you want everywhere else. Plus maybe, maybe they will because they will be extremely cheap bats, which will let you pay for Spencer Strider, which makes that very, very interesting as well. So keep this in mind. Heaney, could be a phenomenal tournament play. At the flip side, Detroit could be the ultimate value contrarian stack on this slate. Two things to think about as we get closer to line of block on Monday. Uh, you got Dylan Cease at 7700 bucks versus Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Dylan Cease, he's kind of figuring it out, folks. Four straight starts at 19 or more, three straight at 20 or more points. He's got at least five innings, two runs or less. He's got six or more Ks in his last three starts, seven or more Ks. He's starting to get there. He's still walking two or three guys every start, which is less than ideal, which does limit the overall upside. But at seventy seven hundred bucks, again, similar to a you can lock me in twenty points potentially. That's big. Now he's going up against the Angels, coming out of Coors. Maybe a little Coors hangover. That is a very real thing. Um, the Angels are striking out twenty one point eight percent of the time versus righties over the last um, three weeks. They have a two seventy six average and two forty seven ISO. Grain of salt on that one. They just went off for 25 freaking runs on Saturday in Coors Field. Their stats are going to be skewed for a while. So take that with the gi- most gigantic grain of salt you can find with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So Cease at 77, very, very intriguing. Lovely Detmers at 73. I think he's going to be the popular punt play on this slate. 7,300 bucks against the White Sox, 20 or more points in three straight starts. Put up a 30 spot. He has eight Ks and three straight starts. Um, one and runner less than three straight starts. He's going at least five innings. He's looked great, looked phenomenal. I've talked about him and written about him plenty over the last like five days. It's a great spot for him. It gets a White Sox team striking out 28% of the time versus lefties hitting 210 with the 138 ISO. You cannot ask for anything more for a guy at 7300 bucks. So it's a phenomenal spot. Should be very popular. I could, I can already see a bunch of like Detmers Strider lineups. Real easy. You could do that, especially if you use Tigers' bats. Not a problem at all. So, recapping pitching, if you want to go Strider, I'm not going to tell you no. I just always find it very hard to pay twelve six because he's going to have to get into the thirty point world, if not higher, where you can pay eighty three for Verlander, even eight K for Heaney, seventy seven for Cease, seventy three for Detmers, and get all those guys twenty plus points. We've seen thirty points from all of them before. So if I have to narrow it down, if I make one lineup, I could even I could see myself going Cease Detmers just crossing the offense off in that game, but it'd be Detmers and probably Verlander is where i look to go if you're not going up to spencer strider so it'll be interesting to see what lineups come out see how you can navigate things there will be enough value to get strider that's not a problem it's just at 12 six can he pay off that amount if these other guys get 20 plus points each that that difference in savings is just like it's forty three hundred bucks to verlander it's fifty three hundred bucks all the way to debt that's a gigantic chunk of change to spread out throughout the rest of your offense so keep that in mind when we build some lineups
0: That's noo to sign up for your trial today.
1: Speaking of offense on this slate, let's get to it. Catcher's position for you here. Rushman at home against the lefty Williamson at 54 is totally fine. Love me some Baltimore tonight. You can go the Braves for Sonny Gray if you want, because Sonny Gray is broken. So the Braves would be a kind of contrarian stack, because most are going to game stack Baltimore, Sensi, because they have the highest total, and then Texas is a phenomenal spot versus Matt Boyd. Those are your main targets on this slate. So Atlanta could be the kind of pay up contrarian spot where Detroit's the pay down contrarian spot. That's how I could look at this slate. So you got guys like Murphy. who came back on Sunday uh, at forty nine hundred bucks. Travis Darnold's been crushing it at forty seven. Could be nice pivots off of your Baltimore Cincy action. Uh, Jonah Heim at forty five switch hitting versus Boyd. Love it. No problem with that at all. Seattle's interesting because Trevor Williams is not good. He's limited the damage of late though. I will say that much. But he's just not that good. He's got Cal Raleigh at forty four if you so choose. Uh, going down to 4K and below, like Mitch Garber at 4K versus Boyd's a good tournament play. Most will play Jonah Hyman for good reasons. Save some money to Garber, who hits lefties extremely well at $4,000. Um, going down farther, now he dropped below 3K or at right, 31. Jake Rogers of Detroit would be a 3100 dollars catcher to look at if you're fading Heaney and going that route. If Tom Murphy's in Seattle's lineup, he's $2,200 for Trevor Williams, and he's been rather productive when getting his chances to start. First base, you got Shohei versus Cease at 64. I'm never going to tell you not to play Shohei, but uh, I usually don't because he's just so expensive. It's like the strider argument for hitters. It works once in a while, but like, look at Saturday. When they scored 25 runs, Shohei had one hit. One hit, he had a single. Like, you weren't going to win with Shohei. That was just a shame. It happens. He probably helps you win more than not, but we'll see. Olsen at 6K Gray. I like that one quite a bit. You got Votto at 51 versus Irvin. I'd rather play Steer at 48, but both are there for you. Uh, you got Nathaniel Lowe at 42. And then some savings for you when you get to the mid-3Ks and below. you got Torkelson, who's the ultimate tournament play at 33 versus Heaney. He's, like, he's striking out over 40% right now, but tons of power versus lefties. So, like, total boomer bust with Torque at 33. Andrew Vaughn versus Detmers. I love Vaughn versus lefties. I love Detmers. So, that's a good tournament look at 32 because no one's going to play the White Sox bats versus Detmers. I think Detmers is going to be insane chalk on this slate. So, keep that one on your radar. Second base position for you. You got Simeon at 61 versus Boyd. Simeon's quieted down a bit. Good matchup. But Ozzy always continues to crush. He's 5200 bucks for Sonny Gray. That's a good tournament look. India versus Irvin at 45. McLean versus Irvin at 47. Both great spots there for the Reds. And those pay-up positions. Going down to the 3K and below now. You got the likes of Luis Urias. Nope, not going there. Nick Maton of Detroit at 28. Maybe. Not in love with it. Um... Caballero of Seattle, especially if he's leading off, he's 2600 bucks versus Williams. Uh, the one I would keep an eye on, I wrote him up as a fab target for NFC deep release, especially, is Andy Abanez. He's second base out Fidelity, he's 2500 bucks versus Heaney. And Abanez is crushing baseballs right now. Um, you can't tell over his last 10 games, but like in the month of June, playing extremely well. He's getting the least one hit in most games. So for value wise, at $2,500, uh, Andy Abanez, not too shabby, folks. And then, Um, is he playing? Nope, he's not at second base. We'll see where that all settles out later. Third base position for you. you got Ellie the Cruz at 58. We know who Ellie is. He's awesome. Austin Riley at 56. Gunnar Henderson at 48 might be the forgotten man up here because you got Josh Young at 47. All four of these guys are great praise. Della Cruz, Riley, Henderson, Young. I'd basically choose which team are you stacking. Play that third baseman. That's the easy angle. If you just want a one-off for cash, I would take the savings and play Gunnar Henderson personally. That would be the angles i look at. Um, Down cheaper, though, like Eugenio Suarez versus Williams in a tournament, sure. Uh Ramon Urias is first base, third base. That's what I was looking for. He's 2900 bucks versus Williamson. He's a nice cheap piece of Baltimore, so I'd keep him on my agenda. Then after that, there's not a ton down here on this one. Well, let me see real quick. I got to check every time now because I don't know what position they're going to put him at. The Baltimore Orioles obviously call it their, one of their top prospects. I guarantee – I'm, I'm going to be shocked if he's even in the system. Oh, there he is. We'll get to him at shortstop. All right, uh, shortstop position for you. you got Corey Seeger at 62. Love Seager. I'll say that enough. Elliott of the Cruz at 58. Gunnar Henderson, 48. McLean, 47. All phenomenal plays. If you want a contrarian shortstop to pay up for, Francisco Lindor at 47 would be your guy, but I wouldn't get that cute. You want to have McLean, Henderson, Taylor Cruz, Seager. All phenomenal plays. Uh, if you're fading for lander though, William Domus is streaking. Willie Lomas is $4,100. He can be a nice contrarian angle, too. You got Jorge Mateo at 33. We'll see if he's in the the lineup. You got Caballero at 26. Talked about him a second ago. But the guy you're looking for right here, your free square of the night, Jordan Westberg of the Baltimore Orioles, the 24 year old top infield prospect for the Orioles, getting the call $2,000. 18 homers in the minors, hitting 295 at AAA. Jordan Westberg at $2,000 is your free square at shortstop. Outfield position, you got Acuna at 65, sure. Otani um, at least at 57 versus Boyd. That's interesting. Said Mullins is back. He fell at 5K versus Williamson. If you're fading Detmers, Lou Bob hit a double dong on Sunday. He's 49. Uh Spencer Steer at 48 as well would be one for you. Uh Going down cheaper, though, Anthony Santander at 44. I like him in this one. That's a good spot. Uh, Harris at 44 as well. Michael Harris of Atlanta versus Sonny Gray. Um, Few other guys down here. We're going to get some Detroit value here. This is where I'm really looking for their value. Besides, the bond he's had a couple outfielders circled on this slate. um Brandon Nimmo's always a cash game viable at 42 versus Ray. I think that's very nice. Eloy against Detmers at 4K is one to keep an eye on. But Austin Hayes loves him a lefty. He's 3800 bucks versus Williamson. Decent value for a Baltimore player right there. And Austin Hayes. And then you got Kerry Carpenter at 3500 bucks versus sandra Heaney. If you're fading Heaney, have Carpenter in a lineup, please. Uh, Ezekiel Duran at 3,400 bucks versus Boyd is a great value. Leody Tavares at 33 is a very good value as well. Tommy Pham is on fire since he got his new corrective lenses, apparently. That's what's doing it because I saw he was been on fire. We talked about him. Tommy Pham is 3,200 bucks versus Ray. He's a decent value uh, in this game. Going below 3K now. Matt Veerling is another Detroit Tiger at $2,800. He'd be a value for you in this matchup. Uh, aaron hicks potentially at 26 versus williamson if you're looking to get a real cheap baltimore player there's andy Ivanio's again second base out for detroit at 2500 bucks uh, if you're fading verlander jesse winkers 25 he's a boomer bust tournament type play that's what you like to see and then other than that not a ton at this point in time recapping your pitching you can play strider if you want i'm not going to say no you can play Luis castillo if you want i'd rather play Strider. But just know at twelve six he's gonna have to be the G like thirty plus points to make this work. When you got Verlander at eighty three, Heaney at eight thousand, C seventy seven, Detmer seventy three. That's the four pack I'm looking at. Um, Detmers is probably the most popular by far, but I think you can go C Detmers and just play bats from the rest of the slate. Heaney's the Boomer Bust tournament play Verlander as well, so I think C Detmers is where I'm looking at this point in time. Now, if you're stacking, you game stack Cincinnati Baltimore if the rain stays away. I like the Baltimore side versus Williamson more and he gets some value. Like I love Austin Hayes. You get the, the discounted shortstop as well with their young prospects. So great spots there for Baltimore and he prefer Baltimore. Um the Mets versus Ray is interesting. That's it's it's because I'm not a big Ray fan, even though he's shown some signs of life. Uh, Atlanta versus Sonny Gray is a nice contrarian payup spot because since he Baltimore for the most part are pricey. And then Texas, he was a great stack versus Boyd's pricey. Uh, everyone's going to go Cincy, Baltimore, Texas. That's your main three. So Atlanta is a nice contrarian pay-up spot where you have Detroit as the contrarian discount spot. That's how I would build this slate. To decide what risk-rewards you're willing to take. Let's see what the lineups look like on two, on Monday. See where things go there. You could just eat the chalk and be different with pitching, or you go and get yourself some Detroit and Atlanta pieces. You don't have to go all in on both. Get some pieces, then eat some other chalk from Texas, Cincy, Baltimore. Lots of ways to build, even though it's only a six-game slate. So we'll see how it all comes out when the lineups are released. I'm on Twitter at BDEntrick. If you have questions, hit me up there, or join me in the Game of the Edge Fantasy Discord where I bring out my cheat sheet, give or take an hour, plus or minus before lock. I usually try to wait for most lineups to come in, if possible. We'll see how it all plays out, and I'll be back to you guys tomorrow to preview Tuesday's monster slate. We have a big week of action. This is a little taste of some major slates coming your way this week. So I'll be back to you guys tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Quick Kits, your Monday, June 26th edition. I'm out.